Welcome to the podcast of Annihilation. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. To celebrate the wide launch this week of the latest Dungeons & Dragons storyline, Tomb of Annihilation, we worked with a cross-section of the community's favorite live-play D&D podcast to record special episodes using material from the adventure. We love highlighting the creativity of these amazing players and Dungeon Masters, and hopefully you'll find one or two new podcasts to adventure along with in the jungles of Chult. To find out more about these groups and the Tomb of Annihilation adventure, head to dnd.wizards.com POA, or check out our live video programming on twitch.tv dnd. We'll be interviewing many of these creators on Dragon Talk. Welcome to the jungle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chulton Job a podcast of Annihilation DM adventure. This is a special one-shot for some of the Dungeon Masters participating in Wizards of the Coast's sponsored event. I'm Lauren, aka Obocrazy. You can usually find me running games for dungeon drunks. But today I'm honored to be the DM for my fellow D&D podcasters. So let's take a moment and introduce everybody, find out who you are, what you podcast for, and who you will be playing tonight. Joe, why don't you go first? Uh, hey, I am. My name is Joe DB. I am the dungeon master for the You Meet in a Tavern podcast. Um, tonight, I will be playing a Tabaxi Ranger ex criminal named Tony the Tripod Turner. <laughs> that accent's going to make me so happy all night long. <laughs> Josh, why don't you go next? Uh, I am Josh Perot. I am the DM for Taking Initiative, and I will be playing Tolo Eclipse of the Heart, a tabaxi warlock. Excellent. And Celeste, why don't you tell us about your tabaxi? He sure will. Hey, everybody. My name is Celeste Conowich. I'm the Dungeon Master for the Venture Maidens podcast, usually, but tonight I am going to be playing Professor Shiny Objects, who, uh knows a great deal about many things and is quite debonair. And uh, I'm a, a rogue fighter across class. Ooh, nice. And Adam, why don't you tell us about your tabaxi? My name is, isn't it ironic? I am a tabaxi barbarian, though usually my name is Adam and I am dungeon mastering for D&D is for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and... Hey, Will, you wouldn't happen to also be playing a tabaxi, would you? <laughs> you know what? It just so happens that I am. Yes. Uh, my name is uh, Will Jones. I'm a D&D sex icon. Mm. And I am usually the dungeon master for turn cloaks and encounter roleplay. But tonight, I will be playing Dendang. No, I've, t- I've taken Adam Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. This has happened again. Uh, I'll be playing Dendangs. Who has tongues if you have coin? Hmm. Yeah, we're going to be having a nice little adventure in both uh, kitty land and in accents tonight. Let's just let's just get going. Let's do it. Port Nine's Aru is a little hotter than Waterdeep. It's a lot hotter than Waterdeep. But when you guys had to flee Waterdeep, you weren't really concerned where the boat was going. All that mattered is that it wasn't there anymore. So it's taken you a little while to get yourselves acquainted with this Chalton city, learn some of the customs, basically pickpocket your way into finding uh, some people that you can actually work with. It hasn't been easy, but, you know, the coin has been okay, and you finally hooked yourself up with somebody who's gonna get you some jobs. Mizulu the Slinker 
He says that he works for Jobal, who's one of the merchant princes here, although you haven't risen that high in the ranks just yet. But he gets irregular jobs, he pays you on time, and so far the jobs have been pretty good. Hopefully one of these days you might even score one of those big jobs and move up and actually work for Jobal the Spider himself. But for now, as you guys lounge around in the heat of the afternoon, trying to keep your fur from getting completely messed up with all of the the flies and the, the bugs, one of Mazulu's little boys come running on by, hands you guys a note and runs off. And you can see in his very precise handwriting, come by, I got a job for you tonight. Is it signed? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but you are but very we well familiar with these. Hey, it's yeah, one of those talking kids. notes. Uh, <laughs> the head cannon, it's real. I, it is very good that uh, that the note has his accent so we know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> the handwriting is so precise, it's like you can hear him in your head. Mm. Da, da. <laughs> Here is actually, you're familiar with the backroom office of the Thundering Lizard. It's the place in where uh, Mizulu will actually give you guys any of the jobs that he's found for you. The notes usually say to come at a certain time, but this one just says to come. And so you guys head off into the heat of the afternoon, winding your way through the thundering lizard in the bazaar. And you see Mizu there in the corner, like he normally is, back to the wall, surveying the entire establishment, drinking his tige. He sees you and nods to you and then walks into the back room. I think he wants us to go into the back room. <laughs> Are well, you sure? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Let I us follow go after. investigate. Eventually, as you get like halfway through the bar, he sticks his head out and he's like, come on, yes, I want you in the back oh, room. How oh. many times do I gotta tell you? Come on, let's go. My tail <laughs> shoots up and I run really fast. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> you guys enter the back room. It's empty. He closes the door. There's just a couple of, of chairs and a table sitting there with what is very obviously a fresh contract. And as you all take a seat, uh, the old, brightly colored man that has become a little bit of a friend, but mostly just a, a, a trusted ally in this strange city, says, So... I know I usually give you guys a little bit more notice when I've got a job for you, but this is a special case. This is something that has to be taken care of tonight. You guys aren't busy tonight, are you? We are now, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I was planning on doing a lot of drinking, but, uh, you know, if, if the money's right, I'm in. Let's do it. I like your initiative. All right. I can promise that this is going to be worth your while. The buyer wants something out of a house that's not too far from here. Just a box. I don't know what's in it. I don't know why he wants it, but the money is good. Mystery box. Yes. Yes. Is it perhaps an <laughs> artifact of some kind? I am quite trained and skilled in the identification of artifacts. I tip my hat. <laughs> he grins at your hat appreciatively and says I, I don't know if it's an artifact i got a description of this thing and he pulls out a piece of paper that actually has kind of a crude hand-drawn picture looks like a small wooden box that has a few feathers carved into the sides it looks to be maybe about a foot by a foot 
and he says it's made out of some kind of exotic wood maybe like a rosewood or something and i don't know buyer wants it buyer wants it tonight so i know where the house is that you got to break into but i don't have the interior layout and i don't have really a lot of information for you because this guy came to me today and he wants this box by dawn now if you can get this thing promises 300 gold Ooh, that is one very expensive pizza can you imagine the size of the cannoli with that much for once, um, you are thinking exactly what I am thinking. <laughs> I I would like to sidebar and make a history check on this box to see if I know anything about it. Sure. Okay. Oh, that's a 22. <laughs> what a start. Starting off right, Professor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect roll. It's a fairly crude drawing, obviously just the basics. The feather... It doesn't really strike you as any kind of iconography. It doesn't remind you of any certain religious organizations or anything. It, it just seems like nice decoration. You do kind of wonder if the box isn't that important. It might be what's inside the box. <gasps> but nothing about this box not reminds you of me. anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want a puzzle, box. you say. <laughs> Tell me, is the owner of this box uh, uh, a a dwarf. No, actually, the only thing I know about the house and the owner is it's an Aarakocra named Clarsana. Mm. And we know that she's gonna be away for tonight, which is, I think, why the buyer wanted it to happen tonight. We'll both have eggs. <laughs> well, one can only hope not. Mm. Don't don't eat the eggs. <laughs> They're not good for you. They're full of cholesterol. I keep telling you that. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> Naughty but nice. <laughs> the buyer promises you can get the box and get it back here by sunrise, 300 gold. But there's a couple of caveats on this thing. First, the box has to be undamaged and unopened. Mm. No peeking in the box. Now I know, I know, I know. Uh, it didn't sit well with me. That's why I was able to get 300 out of this. No promises. Ah, uh, no, the buyer was very specific. He said he wanted this box unmolested. If he wanted the box unmolested, he should not have hired Tabaxi crew. Nah, I'm hiring the Tabaxi crew. <laughs> Does he know our track record? <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm kind of hoping that this is going to be a big enough break that maybe uh, you guys will be trusted to be in line for some bigger jobs in the future. Jawar Ball would like to know if you're a crew that can be counted on. I purr. You can count on us. I tip my hat again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, box here by sunrise not opened otherwise doesn't care if you make a ruckus doesn't care who you kill or what you destroy as long as box here not opened or how many eggs we eat listen i don't care how many eggs you find if you find aracocra eggs if you find lizard eggs if you, mm, I, if, lizard if you find eggs. monkey eggs go <laughs> for it but listen I'm not getting you any any effervescent stuff to get your stomach back in order the next time you do that, okay? I think that's very fair. This is acceptable to me. <laughs> Let's go. Deal. Excellent. He pulls out a map 
of the city that you guys are relatively familiar with and points out a specific house in the market ward and says that with the sun going down, that just after it gets dark, he's been assured that this Aarakocra will not be home and that you should have the run of the place. And you guys are free to go about this any way you desire. Is there anything else you would like to ask of him or anything you would like to do? Did we hear what room of the house the box might be kept in or that's just no idea? I got no idea about the interior of this house. The, usually I'd let you guys case the joint for a couple of days, but this is, this is kind of a rush job. We are, we are in Tavern, right? Yeah, you guys are currently in the... That's right. Not really secret room, but like a private room in the back of a tavern. You're safe here. Do not worry. Ironic <laughs> would like to ask for uh, milk to go. <laughs> All right. You head up to the tavern owner at the front, who is also fairly familiar with, with you guys. Um, this, this place being kind of a normal place of operations for Mizulu. And he says, on your tab, like normal? Yes, on the tab of uh, uh, Hugh Hackenstone. <laughs> that is my name. You're going to give me another name? I know you're going to be back here and you have to... Uh, fine, whatever. And hands you tiny little corked bottle of um, slightly warm milk. Mm. I purr. Nice touch, slightly warm. Mm. This is why we love the thundering. Five star review. <laughs> That's the staple. All right. Anything else you guys would like to do here or any other questions you'd like to ask? I think we have every single piece of information that we could ever hope for this task. <laughs> Let us go. Tony's ready. Let's do it. All right. You make your way out of the tavern, blending into the crowd, heading towards the market district, towards this house that's been pointed out on the map. And just as the sun has set and darkness has started to take over, you find your quarry. Seems from the outside like a fairly normal house, although the bars on the window are kind of a nice touch. Does seem to be, like most of the houses around here, something fairly nice. It's about two stories. The barred windows are really only on the second floor. There doesn't seem to be any windows on the first floor, but there is a door. And as you circle the house, the roof up top, you can see has a, a little bit of an angle to it to help with the rain. But otherwise, it's just kind of a normal Port Nyanzaru style home. It's got vines crawling up the sides and it's in a nicer place in town. So there's no gate or fence around it? No, this seems to be just kind of a, a nicer area. You are familiar enough with the guards that walk by to know their pattern. And so you know when to kind of duck into an alleyway and hmm. get out of the way. You're just kind of facing this nothing special house. I say we all go in for the chimney. Mm, potentially. <laughs> I suggest my second favorite plan. We go up to front door, knock on front door. When someone answers, we kill them and take what we want. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ki wh who said anything about killing? He did. Oh, <laughs> listen now. Were you right, not listening? Now. It's not Sorry. technically against the rules. There may not be a bad plan, because if someone comes to the door, we know that someone is actually at home. I'm not the one with weapon for arm. Wait, wait. What if we <laughs> pose as people who are looking for eggs? Then we know whether or not there are any eggs inside. Ooh, what if we pose as gods? Go up to front door, knock, say that during the Christmas time, there is uh, many robberies, 
and we're asking what sort of home defenses they have, then when they leave and leave their little boy at home, we break in and uh, kill <laughs> little boy. Wait, wait, let's merge the plans. Let's merge the plans two together. We say that we are egg guards coming for Christmas. Ooh, are, they uh, saying, are they saying gods? Like, I don't know if I, I can pull the whole god while thing. While this is happening, I would like to sneak over stealthily and just try the door to see if it's locked. Sure. Uh, roll a stealth check. Inconspicuous. Pretty oh. sure they said that no one was in, so this plan is just doomed to fail. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or to succeed. Maybe Who knows? This could be awesome. Try. If she knocks. While she's doing that, I go, why don't we just ask if they have any spare milk? No, no, no. Mm. That, is, that is crazy. Maybe, no, no, no. This plan maybe gives us spare milk. Wait, wait, wait. Hear him out. Mm. <laughs> but I don't, who, wait, no one knocks on door asking for spare milk. But when guards, egg guards, knock at your door saying that it is Christmas, then you let them in, no? Mm, maybe we can do both. Maybe we can get some milk and some eggs. I would just I like, like to say I rolled a 19. I'm very stealthy. You're killing it. While you guys are planning to actually just go to a grocery store because you're all just hungry, <laughs> just apparently. Some milk. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, professor, I'm sorry, Professor Shiny Object Thank you. slinks up to the front door, very deftly takes the handle and moves it just enough to determine that, yes, it is in fact locked. Well, that's not a problem either if we want to go that route, boys and ghouls. <laughs> Tony's going to leave the conversation about the food and join Professor and attempt to uh, pick the lock. Sure. Neat. Go ahead and roll a sleight of hand. All right. And do you have thieves tools? I do have thieves tools. Excellent. I am slightly jealous. So that is <laughs> with proficiency, correct? Yes. Whilst he's doing that, I'm going to use my disguise kit to disguise myself as a milkman. A milk tabaxi? <laughs> sure. A uh, milk tabaxi. Why have you taken out the skies kit? We're having a good conversation about milk. 21. Clever ruse. I'm like a cow. My under, like my soft like kitten belly has udders on it now. That's what a milkman is for <laughs> <laughs> He's super fast at this. And the next thing you know, there's practically a cow standing there ready to go. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I did roll a 21 on that side of hand. Okay. While you uh, watch as Ten Tongues deftly turns into a completely different animal, there's a subtle as the door unlocks. Uh, for the record, each one of my udders is one of my ten tongues. You have ten udders. That's horrifying. <laughs> well, nine of them, I suppose, because one of them is in my mouth. <laughs> okay. You are a That's gross still cow. Impressive and horrifying. The visual. Yes. The visual is terrible. No, <laughs> see that we have a cow now. We do not need milk. Isn't that ironic? As I point to you, ironic. <laughs> I'm too busy just yeah, being da, like, da. Uh, how much how much milk do we have now? <laughs> a cow. <laughs> as much as I can give you, my friend. All right, let's, let's creep inside. Uh, yeah, the I open the door. <laughs> creep, op creep open the door once I pick the lock. Yeah, sure. professor's right, right there with you, sneaking in. You open up the door and you get a little bit of a visual thanks to your dark vision. It is pitch black in there, but... That doesn't seem to matter. It's a fairly sparse main floor. You don't see really any stairs leading up to a second floor. It looks like the era cooker that owns this house had the second floor knocked out, and it's just kind of a big raised ceiling. Over on the right-hand side, you see a nest. No eggs, but you do see a nest. You see some basic supplies kind of 
placed on some tables and chairs. The back wall that's opposite of you is covered in bookshelves with tons of books, random knickknacks, a couple of shiny objects of, of various sorts. <gasps> and that's about it. Just kind of a big open area and these couple of things around the right-hand side. Ugh, birds are so gross looking at the nest. Uh, okay. Um, I want to look at some of these shiny objects. Newspaper all over the floor. So, Professor Shiny Object, <laughs> as you are entranced by these shiny objects and you walk on in, I would love for you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, um, I love when this happens. Walked right into that one, <laughs> didn't I now? Tony, by the way, uh, as he opened the door, he, he's got, so basically he he the reason they call him Tripod is because he has uh, three legs, essentially. So one of his legs is a doubles as a hand crossbow. So he flicks his wrists and loads a crossbow bolt just to be ready for, just in case anybody's still in this house. Okay. Was it was it first a leg which you converted into a crossbow, or was it a crossbow which you converted into a leg? <laughs> Got a crossbow leg. It doubles as a crossbow. Doubles as a leg. Awesome. Uh, I got a 14. Okay. As you head towards the shiny objects on the far wall, you take about two steps into this large house with a nice hardwood floor that just immediately falls out from under you. You fall... Only about 10 feet, not too far into this sticky black mass. Uh, and you are going to take, uh, you take four bludgeoning damage, which is more embarrassing than anything. The problem is this sticky black tar is now covering you and you are just gross and disgusting and covered in stickiness and you feel like you are restrained but 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 i did land on my feet right <laughs> sure you landed on your feet in tar Cat and so it's, it's very much one of those briar rabbit situations where you're just pulling your your feet out and they get sucked I back hate in this. i hate this your fur the rest of your team watches you start to walk forward into the room and then watches a giant section of this floor. Basically, everything in front of the door and towards the middle of the room falls open and you just fall into darkness. I, I think I realize at this point that they've entered and they're not executing the milkman plan. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I rush in. She has broken the house already. And I rush inside. I seem to require some uh, assistance. That's just perfect. I follow the cow and try to get into my, uh, you know, combat headspace. <laughs> okay. Tony's going to reach down his uh, his good arm and try to attempt to grab her hands so that uh, we can pull him up. I'm going to use my okay. tail so it extends downwards as a ladder for you. <laughs> nice. Sure. That's definitely going to hurt. Yeah, thanks to your two companions. Uh, go ahead and roll a strength check as you try to pull yourself out, and I'll give you advantage. Oh, that's good, because strength ain't my thing. Uh <laughs> Will, is it like the cartoons where the, your tail like actually makes a set of stairs? It just goes like down, goes down. down. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a, that's a 16. Look at that, Professor. Ooh, nice. Through. 
all that treadmill work. You grab one claw, you wrap your hand around the tail of another of your companions. Everybody's now a little sticky, but you are able to pull yourself free and up out of this pit. As you pull yourself out and everybody kind of enters the house now, You, you the pit doesn't close. It stays completely open. You've got about five feet on the front of this door and a good chunk of the center of this room, but around the outer edges where the nest is and where these bookshelves are, you've got plenty of room to move. And as you look up and about, you can see a giant skylight in the top of this house. It seems to be positioned right over the center where this pit is. And you do notice now that you're looking around that the floor is scratched up in a way that since you are all cat people with claws who don't normally wear normal bipedal shoes and are familiar with this kind of thing, you would imagine an era cooker would make these kind of scratches. I've just got this great image of when she pulls on my tail, some milk comes out from my udder onto the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is she pulling your tail or is she pulling your udder? (laughs) It is hard to tell sometimes. Look at the floor, my friends. (laughs) <laughs> Should I make a dexterity saving throw to dodge out of the way of gross, milk? Of gross milk. <laughs> Constitution, with your, maybe. With your dex... Yeah. <laughs> Every, everybody make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, God. The horror. <laughs> to not vomit. <laughs> All right. But you guys are in the house. Some of you are a little more covered with tar than others. What would you like to do? I'm cleaning myself furiously. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, this gross. tastes horrible. But it'll happen. I look at the smashed out roof and I say... How tall was... Oh, right. No, no, no. I, I get it. To fly. Yes, yes. Never mind. Never mind. It's not a big creature. Yes. I would like to use my Eldritch Sight to activate uh, Detect Magic. So my eyes would change to a, uh, a shade of purple over it and look around. And I'm looking for magic items within the books or the shiny objects or traps, for that matter, uh, just to get a gander. Sure. What's the range on your site? Oh, let's see. Is detect magic, so I do believe it is 60 feet. Let me just verify that for you. Uh, Sorry, 30 feet. 30 feet. 30 feet, but you can detect, but it's like detect magic where you can detect through walls as long as there's no lead? Yep, it is literally the spell. Okay, awesome. When you first enter, nothing pings. As you move around the big pit trap in the middle of this house and head towards the opposite wall, nothing on the bookshelves pings you as magic, but you do sense something behind the bookshelves. You, you sense several things behind the bookshelves, actually. Uh, I would also sense it's School of Magic. Uh, you get a couple things of conjuration and one thing of some kind of elemental magic. Like evocation? School dropout kind of school. Yeah, beauty school okay. dropout mu- uh, magic. Mm-hmm. Tony just double checks that his bolt is in place <laughs> so i sure i turn to everybody else and because i'm still concentrating i'm looking like i'm just staring into nothingness while i'm talking uh and i go there are some magic items or something behind the bookcase i'm not sure exactly what a lot of conjuration but i have a feeling there may be something trapped back there so if any of you would like to possibly take care of that now, is it a bookcase or is it a box case? Hmm? And I, I give you this knowing look like we know what's going on. 
<laughs> I would like to run, run I, there I, and start I think investigating. Two people here are uh, <laughs> basket cases. <laughs> basket. We got a couple basket cases here. I do like to snuggle in my basket at night. Yes. These characters. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love. How would have you survived this long? <laughs> to investigate the heck out of that bookcase. I, ju- I, ju- I just want the floor to fall in again as she runs off. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> More floor. Just, just trying to be the best rogue I can be. You thought I couldn't do this trick twice? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you walk over to. There's actually three bookcases against the the far wall that seem to be. A random assortment of actual books and then random trinkets of sorts. You see little toys. You see uh, one of those sets of, well, we would call them Matryoshka dolls, but they're they're little tiny frogs. And there's six of them in all different colors, but they're all opened up. They seem to be made out of what looks like gold with nice filigree on them. Bunches of books, a couple of carved wooden items some things that look chelton in nature other things that look like they might actually be from the sword coast would you like to roll an investigation i super did and it was super natural 20 (laughs) (laughs) oh nice it really was i saw it all right i know (laughs) out of curiosity with your natural 20 what in general are you looking at specific objects or what are are you looking for something I am looking specifically for any switches or traps or some way to get to what is on the other side of the bookcase. Okay. Pulling out books, looking for switches, looking for levers. With your natural 20, this, oh, classic bookcase classic. trigger. Classic. bookcase A million times. <laughs> At first, you're kind of disappointed, and then, and then you think for a second... And then you're impressed. Like, it's so retro that it just, it warms your your kitty heart. Oh, it's cool. And it only takes you a second or two to determine the correct books. It's actually pretty obvious. Just the, the book itself, you can see where the scratch marks of it being pulled out and back in a couple of times. You got to give everybody a grin, grab it, pull it out. Uh, this whole 10-foot bookshelf, as you expect, <sighs> slides over into the wall, leaving a very large opening where behind it, you now see a little bit of a secret room. It's not very large. It's only about 40 feet by 40 feet, all made of the the same wood that this house seems to be made out of. The room itself is barren, except for a couple of features. One very obvious thing right in the middle of this room is a wooden pillar about three or four feet tall and set on top of this pillar is a golden cage. This gilded golden cage seems to be attached to the pillar with some fairly large bolts and seems to be fairly large. It looks like it's probably about five feet round. The bars on it are very fine and from the entranceway, you can't quite tell what it's made out of, but it is definitely at least painted gold. And inside is a very familiar wooden box. She also knows something else. Actually, you hear it. As soon as the, the secret door slides away, you hear this and in the corners of the room closest to you, you see the air start to spin and swirl and form up into these 
dust devils that form hands and start to swarm towards you from both sides. And we can all roll initiative. Pull a lever. Well, shit. There was the conjure. I hate it when this happens. (laughs) Put the bookshelf back. Put it back. Put it back. This is the perfect (laughs) scenario for an Indiana Jones freestyle scene in which we're all rotating around the bookcase at one point. (laughs) Yes. So ready. (laughs) Well, that was shit. All right. I'm okay with it. Sky (laughs) craps itself. (laughs) All right. Ten tongues. What did you get? I got the 13 on a plus three to my dexterity. That might be important. And ironic. Oh, uh, you were talking to me. <laughs> took me a second to realize. Um, I also got 13 uh, with a plus three. All right, you guys are going at the same time. Eclipse. I got this seven. And Tony. Yeah, Tony got an 18. He's super fucking fast. And Professor Shiny. Uh, I also, I got a 13. And what's your dex bonus? Uh, plus five. Oh, okay. So you're 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 going ahead of the two gents who will then go at the same time. Okay. This fairly small room, you guys are on the other side of this 10-foot doorway. These two dust devil-like creatures have appeared in the corners. The gilded cage holding what you can only assume is your prize is about 30-ish feet away, and Tony gets to go first. What would you like to do? All right, all right. Uh, so Tony is um, having a crossbow for a hand, literally part of his body. Um, I took the crossbow expert feat. So this okay. means that uh, I don't have to spend any actions loading, and I get a bonus attack whenever I attack with a one-armed weapon. And it's literally one arm. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> one-armed, <laughs> one-armed weapon. But and I get an extra attack at level five, I think. So I'm going to just blast uh, the dust devil on the left with three crossbow bolts. Sure. If I can. Give me some attacks. Now, would you like me to just do one at a time or like three at once? or? Give, let's do one at a time. It's more exciting that way. Okay, cool. Oh, a crit 28. for the natural 20 <laughs> all right go ahead and, all right i would like attack damage kind of in that order for everybody so go ahead and roll damage for your natural 20 that's a 12 it's amazing watching this crossbow bolt slam into what is essentially air it obviously hits something because you see this being shift and pull back the crossbow bolt eventually kind of clatters back to the ground but it definitely was affected by this thing excellent i will uh target the same one with another crossbow bolt 25 that definitely hits for eight damage nice this one doesn't seem to hit quite so hard, but it still recoils as another of your bolts is uh, smacks into it and falls to the ground. All right, one more. Same guy. 17? 17 hits. Roll damage. And that's eight. Another eight. The one on the left is looking like it. it's super hurt. It had seemed to form up into this whirlwind with arms and a vague face. And now after taking these hits, it seems to be having trouble holding itself together. Uh, what else would you like to do? Um, I am going to just kind of move. Oh, sorry. My cat just knocked something down. <laughs> Those dang I'm cats. I'm knock something over. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> they got the box over here. Uh, I am going to... 
um, move a little bit closer and try to maybe, if they're in the back of the room, back corners of this room. They're in the front. So basically, you step through the door, they're going to be right there on either side. I'm just going to back up about 10 feet and kind of crouch down and just get ready for my next attack. Sure. Professor Shiny, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm a little embarrassed because I also am a crossbow user, but whatever. And uh, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna aim my You guys wore the same thing god, to the spike. <laughs> oh my god. Someone but... has to change. <laughs> oh no. Um, I literally cannot change. He cuts so, his leg. Uh... Just cuts his leg off. Okay, we'll play that card. <laughs> uh, fine. Um, I'm gonna shoot with my crossbow bolt at the same one that is already damaged. So sure. nice. A 23. That hits. Right. So then that'll be 16 damage. Excellent. Um, and then I get to use my bonus action on my turn to make a hide. I'm a hide. <laughs> sure. Roll a stealth check. Make a hide. <laughs> make a hide. Uh plus what uh, make a don't see me check. I uh, I don't want to be here check. <laughs> Natural 20 on my <laughs> I'm so You are killing it. <laughs> I've had two natural wow. twenty. I'm rolling through the computer, y'all. I'm I can't. Where did up. they go? <laughs> you guys watch as she pokes around the, the corner of this door, fires a a deadly shot that you all get distracted by, and then your your Indiana Jones style Professor Shiny companion is just gone. You can't see her anymore. Guys, mm. didn't we used to have a friend? No, 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 no. <laughs> There was no another one of us. She is hidden from my memory. <laughs> She's so hidden, you, you've no idea where she is. Ironic and ten tongues. Uh, I'll let you guys decide who wants to go first, since you're going at the same time. I look at you in the eyes, and uh, the same look you gave before. I'm like, yes, we know, yeah? We know what we're doing. And then I run in one direction. <laughs> <laughs> I, r- I run in the other. <laughs> we just split. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Who wants to go for the hurt one or in the hurt direction? Who wants to go in the other direction? You can go first. Uh, I'll go in the the unhurt direction. I um <clears throat> I begin raging. I pu- pull out both my claws and I say, uh, "Time to turn you into a scratching post." <laughs> and I launch myself at one of them. <laughs> All right. So you're going after the one that hasn't been hurt yet. Yes. Go ahead and... I'm going to frenzy and reckless attack. Do you make all of the crazy cat noises when cats, like, fight? No. No, 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 no. no. It's like you watch... You know how you watch a cat, like, silently stalking up behind something? That's me. Oh, yeah. I'm making a beeline for Uh... this thing, and I am quiet as after I say my line. After I yell that one line, I am quiet. The silent rager. (laughs) No, no, that was meant to be subtext, not dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) I usually just say that in my head, but it came out this time. I don't know why. Damn it. Uh, So 24 is the highest. Yeah, that'll definitely hit. I deal seven damage for my first attack and for my next trick. (laughs) I got a 12 for the second one. Sadly, the second one misses. That first one, you just practically grapple onto air and slash into this thing hardcore but the second one as you come around it definitely out of the way well the third attack will hit oh yes a 20 unnatural does actually hit go ahead and roll damage eight damage for the second attack if it was possible to rend air you have just achieved that it's pretty impressive anything else you'd like to do 
I do a lot of that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. So that was ironic. Was it? Yes. Yes, bit. it was. <laughs> I that was so... Is we're we're going to get sued by Alanis Morissette by the end of this thing. Okay. I'm sorry. That was Ten Tongues, Ironic, Europe. You wanted to go in the opposite direction? Right, right. Uh, I will look at this wounded air and I will say, police. And I'm going to uh, get one of my others. And um, this is my vicious mockery. And I uh, squeeze it for all it's worth and uh, unleash my payload. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> upon, okay. Uh, I think what can only be described as a payload uh, upon the the creature which has to roll a wisdom saving. G R O double S spells gross. Uh, that would be a two. Ooh. It is so unwise that it it's not even sure what is the thing that just mocked it. It doesn't. Even, it takes one damage and has disadvantage. <laughs> I'm not sure either, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to inspire uh, Professor uh, and say, I like your catitude. And you can't. Your... <laughs> but you can't see me, but I, I appreciate yeah. you <laughs> from some Whatever strange you are. corner. <laughs> I Who are you talking to? <laughs> I think you can feel my presence. <laughs> to the artist formerly known as Professor. <laughs> My Entity, wherever you are. <laughs> Somewhere out there watching <laughs> over us. <laughs> he knows you're there somewhere and he just wants to, to inspire you even more. All right, anything else? <laughs> that is the end of my time. All right, these two swirling masses of air now surge forward. The one next to Ten Tongues is gonna try to slam into him. So the first attack... Arude. Uh, 19 versus AC? That is a hit. Fine hit. Alright, that is gonna be 9 bludgeoning damage as a big fist made out of nothing but air and dust slams into your side <gasps> and then he's gonna follow it up fail miserably of a second attack you very easily duck out of the way. The other one is going to push forward and move into your space, Ironic. You are suddenly surrounded by wind, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. I am always surrounded by wind. I hate it. Get it out of my fur. <laughs> I got uh, a strength saving throw. I got 12 in total. All right. As this creature moves into your space and swirls around you like a, like a whirlwind, you are picked up and tossed. I don't like this. I don't like this. Uh. <laughs> I'm 20 feet away. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. It flings you 20 feet towards your friend, Ten Tongues, but you, it can't quite fling you all the way towards him. You land on the ground prone. I try and catch you, but <laughs> Do it doesn't not. work out. I am heavy, my friend. And you're going to take 12 bludgeoning damage 12? as you are just tossed onto the ground. You get a little milk on you. There is a strange noise as Ironic falls to the ground and you hear this oof. You hear this strange noise out of the back of the room. You hear this and in the back left corner, kind of the farthest from you, another elemental appears. Well, shit. <laughs> and Seems legit. Eclipse. Okay. It's your turn. Would you say it is dim or dark in here? It is pitch black in here. It is only your dark vision that lets you see anything. 
Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to run to where the box is, like through where the uh, two elementals are. I'm just going to beeline it. Sure. So as soon as I get there, I'm going to uh, position myself so I can look at the thing, but then I'm going to activate my one with shadows invocation. I'm going to go invisible. Yep, you're there. You go boom and just wink out of uh, line of sight for anybody. Cool. And when I'm there, what I'm going to be doing is investigating the thing. I can't move and I can't attack. Otherwise, I will not be invisible anymore. But actually, no, I can't take an action or a reaction. Okay, so next turn, I'm going to start off by investigating that box. All right. Eclipse bounds into the room and disappears from sight. Tony, it's your turn. It's just three of us left as far as we're concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, boys. They're dead. It's us. <laughs> I assume since I am, um, I uh, I backed up 10 feet that I'm still kind of like behind where the bookcase opens in, up into this room. Yeah, you're still kind of in the main room. You're still several feet away from where the pit opens up. You would not have line of sight at this point on either of the, the whirling dust devils, but you, you know where they are. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to rush forward as close as I can get to Ironic. You could probably get right up next to him. They were just, just inside the doorway fighting, and so you could pretty easily get right next to him if you'd like. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go back to back with him and kind of, I'm going to lean down. Um, <laughs> back to back, on you're both rolling onto me prone? Oh, you're prone, that's right. Okay, <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, I'm gonna. I, can I can I lift him up? Do I have enough movement to kind of... Rolling in the deep. <laughs> help him up? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll say it's it'll be your action to help him stand up, but then he'll he'll be standing. Sure. Yeah, let's do that with the first action. Then I, I'll take another one, an attack. Or Thank I, I you, guess brother. I get that. Okay. <laughs> I assume we're all related somehow. Oh no, Adam! Let's incestuous. not fall into this hole again, please. No. Oh no. <laughs> I guess non-meta gaming, not knowing he would be up next, I'm still going to help him up. Um, and then I will take my second action. I get an extra attack. So does that mean if I don't attack on the first one, I don't get it? You get what multi-attack? Yeah, I have extra attack at level five. Yeah, what that means is basically you get to attack twice on your action. You gotcha. just spent your action helping Ironic to his feet. Okay. So you a still have course. a bonus action, but uh, no more action. That's okay. I'll do that. I'll do that anyway. Be a nice, nice guy. I go back to back with my brother. Older brother, I assume? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about uh, mid-40s probably. So yeah, I go back to back with him and just point my crossbow in the direction of the hurt uh, devil that I kind of damaged before, and I say something cool like, "Yeah, just just wait. You just wait. I'm coming for you again, brother." <laughs> it has only just occurred to me how weird our different accents are, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Very Long different lost. <laughs> Raised across the world. These are familiar bonds. Uh, fa familiar bonds. They're not by blood. They're by choice. <laughs> so I don't understand Tabaxi the difference. from all over. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it. Uh, Professor Shiny, you are hidden from everybody's sight. Yes. What would you like to do? Uh, I would like to poke out of the, the shadows. Uh, and then I'm going to use my bardic advantage. Thank you so much, friend. Uh, <laughs> fire at the, the hurt elemental again. Absolutely. Yeah. Make an attack. 25 to hit. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You absolutely hit. Sweet. And roll damage. And then, yeah. Okay. Six plus seven plus five. Everybody. So that's going to be 18. 
damage is more than enough as this crossbow flies through the the vague amorphous head of this thing it basically turns to nothing and is gone I would like to silently retreat back into the darkness with my bonus action. <laughs> sure, give me another stealth check. <laughs> I need not be a, a proud man. I am a man of science. Uh, a 17. <laughs> All right. You, you feel like you might not be as totally invisible as before, but you duck back behind the door. So now we've got Ironic and Ten Tongues again. Ten Tongues, you've got a a amorphous air elemental in your face ironic you've been helped up by your friend what would you guys like to do i'm going to the new air element uh, the new air elemental that's appeared at yes. the the entrance exit way the way we came in it's appeared on the far corner so you guys are in the south side of the room okay. and this has appeared in the northern right oh, corner i have an idea uh <laughs> the Brother, floor yes. it it, it is, it is, yes, brother. It, comrade. <laughs> uh, it is particularly uh, weak, is it not? Uh, and I'm going to cast Shatter on the floor where the Air Elemental is standing. Right. Oh, Make so. it fall. Air Elemental's Spot. famous for falling. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they fall really hard. <laughs> you know, floating in the air. <laughs> Out of curiosity, are you just ca- casting it on the floor? Or I, I know it's a... Uh... It's a 10-foot radius, so I-, I will center it on the point of the air elemental and hope that the-, the floor explodes underneath it. Sure. And has to make a constitution saving throw. All right. Well, the air elemental, or the dust devil, as it were... Mm. Uh, that'd be a 19. Ooh, that is a good save. The floor fails miserably. Ah. Uh, take that <laughs> floor. <laughs> All right, so does the Dust Devil take half damage, I think? Uh, it does. Uh, let me check. Yes. Um, and the floor takes uh, double damage because it's a construct. So um, <laughs> take that. Uh, it's uh, 11 thunder damage. You hear this loud boom as your shatter goes off. Curiously, not only does the elemental seem to dodges out of the way of the center point, but it almost seems as though your thunder doesn't do nearly as much damage as you were hoping, not just because it dodged. Like, it seems to just pass right through the shockwave, doing very little. The floor, however, takes a ton of damage. Splinters of wood go flying in all directions. Good job, brother. As far as Ten Tongues is concerned, that's a win. It does look like a couple of splinters land in this e- this elemental, and it does take a little bit more damage. Ix. The floor, there's not a basement or anything under mm. this floor. It seems like it was just a wooden floor on top of the, the ground. It's not another trap. And so <laughs> it's unfortunately, in this case, it is unfortunately not an, another trap, but there is now a giant hole, not only in the floor <laughs> of this room, but dirt has flown up, and you could swear you see a little mole go flying through the air before it goes, and lands into a wall and falls to the ground. <laughs> Wilhelm down. screams, yeah. I turn to, <laughs> I, I turn to my brother, uh, whom whenever I address, I speak in a Russian accent as well, and I say, uh, excellent, we have got them, brother. Take them down. Brother, you know how much I love destruction of property. It's my favorite crime. We must seize the means of production. Duh. Yes. <laughs> and construction. Let me a Kitty Lennon. My favorite quote. Uh, unless there's anything else you would like that to do. That is the end of my turn. Yeah, uh, sorry. All right. Now that's okay. Ten, ten Tongue still has a, a dust devil in his face. 
Is the dust devil that threw me the closest one to me? Uh, no, the one that threw you is dead. You're welcome. Uh, it was killed by a, a flurry of arrows. <laughs> and the other one closest to the door, the entranceway, is still alive. And the one that just got shattered is still alive. I'd like to team up uh, attacks with my brother. And I, I barrel towards the one that had the floor shattered underneath it. But I'm very careful not to step on the shattered floor. Okay, yeah. I, um, once again, try to... I try to only mentally say this, but maybe maybe it ends up coming out anyway. I say, it's time to seize the the my hands around your throat, and then I launch myself at it. Okay. <laughs> I want your subtext to appear in like a different accent, like a, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I am going to seize your throat. <laughs> Die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I normally speak in a, a, a Russian accent, but my mental uh, dialogue goes on in a British accent. <laughs> How weird! Uh, my first, and attack. now I'm just confused. Who are you again? What's going on? It's ironic. That, ah, shit, you beat me to it by like a second. God damn it! <laughs> ironic, ironically, rushes on over to the far corner and through the wood, through the dirt, into this other dust devil. What was your first attack? My first attack is a seventeen. Definitely hits. First attack does eight points of damage. Second attack, a 23. Oh, yes. Second attack deals eight points of damage. Yeah, you pound into this thing, and it's definitely taking the blows. It's still all around in front of you, but it is is, it is definitely looking as hurt as air can look. <laughs> hmm? uh, I, I do not understand you. Uh, I My third <laughs> attack... Uh, oh, thank God I get... <laughs> advantage on these uh my third attack is a uh 24 oh yes oh yeah because you're still reckless yes. yeah frenzy yeah okay uh ideal uh seven points of damage all right yeah you just practically destroy this small tornado that's there it's still formed in front of you weaving back and forth in the air but it looks unstable and and jerky in a, in a weird way i'm going to breathe you in and cough you out <laughs> okay Oh, I can try. No, no, I don't. I I just, as a threat to the. I'm not going to actually try. I'm not an idiot. (laughs) That's my action. That's not actually my action. (laughs) I take a deep breath. That's my action. (laughs) I try to eat my enemy. Okay. It is going to try to return the favor and multi attack on you. And I believe it does get. Or it does get advantage because. Yeah, I'm in trouble. All right. Oh, unless that is the one which I have done the. um, uh, My vicious mockery on. Oh, yeah, then it gets disadvantage. It was that one. Okay, is it disadvantage on all attacks or just the first attack? Uh, let us see. I think it is maybe the next attack. Uh, look in the companion. This boy is very happy to have resistance regardless right now. The bashing, <laughs> piercing, and slashing. It's the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn, so only the first one. Okay. It's still thinking of those awful things that were mocked at it, and it fails completely in slamming against you, uh, but it does come around for a second attack. Yeah, I rolled an 18 plus, so I... The uh, 26? Uh, I think it... Uh, let me just check. 26. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that'll probably hit me. You take eight bludgeoning damage as a fist made of air slams into your side. I have resistance against bludgeoning, so is that with my resistance? No, that's... 
that's total, and I'll I'll trust you to to math that out, rolling uh, rounding half down. of eight. So if I said eight, you're taking yes. four. Cool, cool, cool. The other one, ten tongues. You have a very weird experience as this other one moves into your space and through you. That is strange. For a moment, you are surrounded by cold wind as it moves through you into the other side. And I need both Tony and Ten Tongues, since you are within five feet of it, to make strength saving throws. In one hand out the other. A 21 for Tony. Yep, you save. I I rolled a seven. <laughs> okay, Tony saves. You're only going to take seven bludgeoning damage. And as this thing tries to basically lift you off the ground and throw you, you dig your claws into the ground and you do not move. Right. Ten tongues, you are going to take uh, 14 bludgeoning damage. Oh. And you are tossed <gasps> into the wall. This is not my first experience. And you are knocked prone. Yeah, ten tongues, he's still alive. Do not worry. How bad? How bad are you looking? Uh, uh, pretty, pretty I bad. am very bloodied. <laughs> okay, all right. Stand in the back. <laughs> he is. He has taken a little bit of damage. As once again, ten tongues takes my udders droop. <laughs> his his udders are looking oh. utterly sad. Uh, <laughs> oh. The northern wall, the the far the farthest wall from where the door is to this secret room. In the opposite corner from uh, where Ironic is currently fighting a a whirlwind, you hear a <laughs> and another elemental appears. Who farted? Okay, we gotta oh, get this dear. box out of here. You that guys. was me. Sorry, is, uh... sorry, that was me. <laughs> Eclipse, it's your turn. You are invisible in the middle of the room, looking at a gilded cage with a box on a pedestal. Cool. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, essentially deactivate my invisibility for a second because I'm going to actually you can tell me if this is going to do that I'm going to investigate that area to see if there's any way to get the box out and will doing so drop invisibility well, I think that invisibility it only drops if you move or attack yeah right? this one says if I do an action or move do an action or move yeah. oh so it's like stand still invisibility like camouflage yeah if I stand still yeah. enough people won't see me Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say investigating this thing, uh, I'll let you do it for a bonus action. Okay. So while you're investigating, you as long as you're not touching anything, you are still invisible. So uh, what specifically would you like to investigate? Uh, to see if there's any way to get the box out of there. Sure. Awesome. Roll me one of those investigation checks. Investigation. 17. So you're going to guess that door on this gilded cage is the way to do it but you're you're guessing it's locked without touching it as you get close enough to examine it there's a smell of ozone around the cage and you you give it a little bit of a whiff and hold your hand out and all the hairs on the on your hand on your paw stand up straight and you are pretty sure that not only is this cage locked there's probably some kind of electrical trap around this metal cage interesting uh, okay. So, for my action, am I within 20 feet of both of them, of both the enemies? Oh, yes. This whole room is only about 40 feet wide and long, so, and you are positioned kind of right in the middle of it, so you are near all of them. Fantastic. Now, uh, important question, uh, how close are my allies? I'm pretty close to you, I would imagine. 
actually it looks like because everybody's pretty much in this room except for Professor Shiny. So within 20-ish feet of you <laughs> is everyone except for Professor Shiny. Oof, well, there goes that. Who you actually are not sure if you know where she <laughs> is. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> she ditched us again. Sense of presence. I prefer it that way. She's hiding somewhere. Okay, so what I'm going to do instead is, seeing that, I'm going to walk towards the one that just emerged and sure uh, how close would you like to get uh within 10 like at 10 feet all um, right and i take it nobody else will be in that range because i'll be a little bit deeper into the room uh it depends on what range you're talking about uh 10 feet away from at the enemy at the far end oh yeah so if you move closer to it the only thing within 10 feet of you will be it okay all right i'm not going to do that at all i'm just going to stay where i am i'm going to point at the guy in the corner uh that just emerged i'm going to Instantly come back to visibility as I shoot two bolts of Eldritch Blast in its general direction. Okay. Did it feel to anyone else like uh, a thunder wave was just cancelled? 22. 22 definitely hits. Awesome. Okay, so that's 18 damage. Dang, son. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What? Basically in that's spirit gun stance. Crazy. Yeah, Eldritch Blast, is that technically, is that force damage? That is force damage. Excellent. As you shoot out this eldritch energy and it courses over what is almost a translucent being just because it is made out of wind, it outlines its form as it writhes in your energy. And then as it goes away, you can see that this thing is, has been super duper hurt by that. It, it went from appearing and becoming a being to being really hurt. Uh, to be fair for myself, so I'm not cheating here, it does say right at the end to make a separate attack for each roll. So I'm just going to do that. The other attack would have been 12. Sadly, the 12 misses. Okay. So, so total would be eight damage. Damn your eight. honesty, okay. Josh. <laughs> I know I can't help. Darn you. I appreciate the honesty. It still, it still took damage, but maybe it's not as hurt as you thought. Cool. So once I'm done shooting that, I'm going to turn around to the rogue, which is uh, Tony. Yeah. Or do you just have the thieves? Uh, yeah. Kit? Uh, I have the thieves kit because my background is criminal. I'm a ranger, but. Uh, cool. Per, I'm gonna turn around really quick. And... Professor is a ranger. Or yeah, I but wrote... I can't see you, Heidi. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, as far as they know, you left again. That's you true. went to go get a pizza, and you're coming back later. I'm gonna quickly turn around, scope out tripod, and go tripod. Since Professor just ditched us, this thing is locked. It's. I think it's trapped too. I'm not sure. It may be arcane. You need to unlock it. And then I run to the uh, entrance to the room. All right. As you back out of the room. Tony, it's your turn. You've been given these instructions. What would you like to do? All right, Tony. Uh, who? Tony's gonna look at this air elemental directly in front of him and just kind of see how hurt he looks. Uh, the one directly in front of you—he's looking pretty hurt. I mean, it's hard to tell with ethereal beings, but I mean, you see that when they were whole, they seem to be almost tornadoes, really tightly compacted swirls of air. And now there's just this errant breezes coming off of it. Okay, great. All right. So I'm I'm within uh, melee range. So if I left, I'd get an opportunity attack on me, correct? You do think that would happen. All right. That is the way of the world. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to still run towards the um, cage in the middle, hearing these directions from Eclipse. So can you use the disengage action? I could, but then I wouldn't be able to. Could ah, I do anything right, right. after that with the cage? 
Uh, you could do some checks. I'd let you do checks as a bonus action. Oh, okay, but if you yeah. actually wanted to try to unlock anything, that would be your action. Okay. I think I'm just going to still move away. Okay. So that I still have an action left. Pretty sure a 10 does not hit you. No. No, it does not. Sweet. Yep. You duck onto all fours as this air fist goes right over your head. All right. So I'm going to kind of sprint towards this wooden pillar um, and flip around real quick so that my back is turned to it. And I'm going to then fire three crossbow crossbow bolts at the um, elemental. The one that just failed to woof, to hit you? Yeah, same one. <laughs> yep. All right. Before I do anything with this uh, cage. First one is a 13. Uh, it misses. All right. You kind of misjudge the angle as you turn around really quickly. All right. And most of my attacks are done with kind of like my crossbow tilted to one side, like a Glock. <laughs> just so. Okay. Just for visuals for, for, for the cool listener. Points. Right. He's firing from the hip. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> next one is a 20. Yes, that definitely hits roll damage. Not that you know how to fire a Glock because you're a legitimate businessman. <laughs> of course, of <laughs> course. <laughs> but he knows a guy. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy. That's a nine damage, thank you very much. That sideways arrow just does a ton of damage into this thing. <laughs> All right, last, last little blam. 17. 17 does hit. You've got a line on this thing now. All right. Straight shot to the face. For five damage. It is still standing, but it is having trouble keeping amorphous. All right. And I'm going to quickly turn around to this cage and I want to, what do I want to do? Not very good at Arcana. And you said there was no lock on it. It seems to be protected by some kind of magic. Uh, it seems to be both. Your your friend was able to let you know that there there is a door. You can very clearly see this thing is kind of shaped like a birdcage right, with right, the, right. the rounded top. Okay. There is a door that you have to assume is locked. It looks right. closed, at least. And then he seemed to feel some kind of electricity coursing through it. Okay. I'll attempt uh, some kind of sleight of hand check to try to unlock it. And maybe that will reveal some more information, whether it be damaged to me or whatever. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll your sleight of hand. All right. Oof, that's a five. So you grab your thieves' tools and you go to stick them into this lock. And oh, yes, this this cage is electrified. You Ooh. take eight Ooh. lightning damage. Ow, Good yeah. call that. Oof, I told him not to Ouch. touch it. You kind of jerk back a little bit. And you feel like if you could ho- either hold on to your thieves' tools... You might have been able to unlock it, but oh, that was a shock. Aha, uh-huh. okay, okay. All right, and I'm, that sounds like everything that you could do, so... Yes, for sure, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's my movement, that's everything. <laughs> Professor Shiny, you have come back into being after being <laughs> hidden for a while. What would you like to do? All right, so when you mentioned this birdcage is sitting on top of the column, or is it part of the column? I basically want to know if I could move it off of the column. From what your friend said about his investigation, it looked like it it has a bottom that looked like it was bolted to the bottom of the wooden pillar that it's on. You're unsure how tough that would be without doing a little more investigation, but it's it's not it's not something you could just easily pull off. There would be some resistance. Okay, sweet. All right, I think it's time for me to come out of hiding. Um, I'm gonna move towards the thing, and I'm gonna investigate the shit out of this. 
<laughs> All right, you pull up next to Tony, who's kind of shaking his his paw and readjusting his his thieves Don't tools. We know that guy. <laughs> uh, I saw that. <laughs> That's buffoonery. Um, let me go ahead. So what what are you trying to do? Um, I'm trying to investigate if I could potentially remove the cage, like how strong it would be. So if I were to specifically what I would like to do is use my grappling hook to take it and throw it against another wall and shatter this delicate little bird cage. But I want to know how attached it is to this pillar or does the pillar need to come down or just looking like what is activating this trap? I'm just trying to get a general read on the actual situation here. Sure. So a 15... Yeah, I mean, knowing in advance walking up to this thing as you kind of block out the noises of the fighting going on around you, the whole cage are these what look to be delicate wires, but you can see three different points where as the wires come around and form at the bottom where it is what looks like bolted onto this wooden pillar, the wooden pillar... You're not exactly sure how it's attached to the ground, but you you get the sense that it's not just sitting on the floor. As you take a really close look kind of at the, the bottom center under where this box is being held, you think you can see something attached from the center of the pillar up into where these wire where these these thin little wires of this cage is. And Guess that that's the the actual point in where the electricity is being sparked through. You're not quite sure if it's an ingenious device or some kind of magical means, but that seems to be the connection point. All right, then I want to spend my shit to get up my thieves tools and disable this trap. Sure. Go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check. I'm real good at those guys. All right, that's going to be a 16. Oh, yeah. So it takes you a second as you kind of deftly angle one of the tools through where the wires are. It's like a coat hanger when you're trying to break into a car. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking, <laughs> what's that old game of the guy that's operation? Um, the buzzer operation, operation, operation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. it's, like, it's like a real life game of operations. Yes. You're trying to wedge these metal tools through these this metal rods of these this cage that's all electrified. Yeah, that's not stressful. And this, no, this is why the professor paid 30,000 gold to go to med school. Blue wire. Blue wire. <laughs> but your hands are super steady and there's a little bit of a think. The cage is still attached to the pillar, but you can feel the ozone around the cage dissipate. You kind of tap it with the side of one of your lock pick tools and does not seem to be electrified anymore. So I'm sure that was my entire turn. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was your action. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We're back to the Russian brothers. Uh, <laughs> ironic and ten tongues. Let let's start with ironic. You've kind of unless ten tongues you want to go first. I I've been letting you guys no, kind of go no, on the same no, turn. Do your brother. No, it is clear he is the favorite brother. You can go first. It's fine. So the wind elemental, dust devil, whatever you want to call it, hit me in the face. I brush my my the back of my hand across my face, comes away bloody. I bearing my claws say meow, and then I fight. <laughs> <laughs> Very deadpan meow. <laughs> All right, go ahead and go for this thing. Uh, my first attack. Twenty twenty-three. Oh yes, definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. I got seven on the damage. This thing is still standing, but it, as your fist goes through it, it it 
looks like most of its body kind of goes with your hit and then struggles to reform. Second attack is a 22. Also hits. I get. Yeah. Wah, wah. Six damage. Well, that's all it takes. This thing uh, with your second hit as it once again is kind of pushed out of its form, is unable to reform and disappears. Gotcha. All right. So with my movement, can I now, uh, I've got 30 or 40 feet of movement, right? Because I'm a barbarian. And with my tabaxi ability, I think I can double move without it costing me anything. So I can get up to 80 or 70. I'm not sure how it works. Wherever feet into somewhere else. I want to get somewhere very prominent. And then I want to gesturing to all the dust devils. I want to be like, come, fight me, fight me. <laughs> Brave heart. <laughs> well, so as a tabaxi, you you can do that thing where you, you basically double move. And then the next round, you just can't move. You can't move at all. Yeah. However, if you would like to position yourself between the two that are left and taunt them you don't even need to do that this this room is fairly small you can stick yourself right there and you kind of do the bruce lee hand wave thing (laughs) capitalist pigs (laughs) (laughs) i want to get i want to get all the dust devils off my uh my brothers and sisters so that they can do their work i'm i'm the muscle i'm the muscle this is my job this is on me every hit point you have lost is on me i have I apologize, comrades. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. I love this guy. As Ironic <laughs> takes up this bully position, Tentungs, what would you like to do? On the other hand, I am brains. Uh, so I am going to <laughs> do a... Uh, see, I'm going to do a healing word on myself because my, my body is broken. And what this basically is, I'm going to take one of my udders and just basically inflate it like a balloon, like back up again to, to, to full capacity um, <laughs> and heal for eight and then my work here being done I turn invisible and cast invisibility <laughs> and say I no longer exist <laughs> and I'm gone you heard him he doesn't exist alright and did you want to move or are you going to stay where you are yeah I will start to I'll probably start to move towards the uh, edge of the room well the 500 gold we were given at the beginning did you spend all of that on your cow costume and uh, much of the initial investment has been spent. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Listen, it was a good investment. Those udders are fantastic. Utterly they're, fantastic. They're just real, utterly fun. I was going to do utterly the, the joke again. <laughs> <laughs> the joke, yeah. I have the udders, only I get to do that. <laughs> Damn it. So are you looking to move more towards the door? Towards the door. Did you want to move? Yeah, back in, back in okay. our office, seeing as we're, uh, it looks like we're in the clear here. All right, you can kind of uh, make your way around this dust devil that's closest to the door, get yourself, you know, tucked in near Eclipse without too much of a problem. I do have a couple of dust devils. The one in the corner is weird wind eyes fixed on Ironic. Swoops up and it is going to try to bludgeon. Uh, So the first attack... (laughs) Is going to fail miserably. Uh, they get advantage. Uh, I'm reckless attacking Oh, yes, still. that's true. I think that's still going to fail. Uh, 16 versus AC? 16 hits. 16. Ah, okay. Yep. It looks like it's going to miss you. And then just at the last minute, you're you're clipped by its windy windy fist as it does 10 bludgeoning damage. Eesh. Reduce. Uh, the second attack. Oof. I rolled a 19 plus. So I think that hits. 
Uh, the second one is only seven bludgeoning damage. Round down. Also, I know reduced. The other one... Oh, it's pretty stupid. So it, it thinks Ten Tongues has completely disappeared. I have. So it's going to swoop forward. Tony and Professor Shiny, you feel a cold wind surround you. Oh, no. As it moves <laughs> into your space. No. It actually it's moves into Tony's space. space <laughs> and also kind of surrounds Professor Shiny. And I need the both of you to make strength saving throws. Oh, that's not great. That's not a great thing. Let's see. <laughs> Just eleven. Very bad. Oh, yes. Yeah, Let's Tony do ain't it. too strong. Oh yes, that would be a nine. A nine for Professor Shut. You guys are both flung in opposite directions away from this cage. Tony, you are Yeah, alright. Uh, ironic, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. A uh, dexterity saving throw, I've got uh, a nine. All right. Nice. Tony barrels into you as his form is flung by this wind creature. The both of you are knocked prone. Oof. Tony, you take 14 bludgeoning damage. Oof. Uh, And then the both of you take an additional nine bludgeoning damage. So that's both Tony and Ironic take nine bludgeoning damage as... Tony is flung and whacks into Ironic, and the both of you fall prone. Professor Shiny, you just take the 14 bludgeoning damage as you are 5, 10, 15, oh, pushed just, and thrown. Just 14 damage? Oh, well. Oh, yes, but you, you actually 14. don't. I know that's half of my health, so I'm just being facetious. <laughs> Fortunately, you also don't hit a companion, uh, but you are knocked prone. Great, great, great. From the back corner of the room... You hear a very familiar, and another oh, elemental snap. appears. I'm getting so mad. Okay. Eclipse, it is your turn. Okay, so uh, there's only the one chilling in the back now, though, because the other one moved up, correct? Yeah, there's one basically about five to ten feet away from the doorway. There is one that is next to Tony and uh, Ironic, and then and those two are looking pretty hurt at least the one of them the one that just appeared is looking hale and healthy but it's in the back corner of the room okay so what i'm going to do is future proof this and i'm going to point to the back of the room and go my master is very hungry and i'm going to cast hunger of hadar at the back of the room okay so give me dimensions on on hunger of hadar it's a range of 150 feet uh but it is a 20 foot radius so the room is 40 by 40. You have noticed that these things are popping up in the corners. Well, uh, if it's uh, 40 foot across, if I put the center directly in the middle, that should encompass both corners. So I'm going to do that. Oh, yes. Okay. You can do that. Fantastic. What happens? So all of a sudden, the air and light around that shifts and everyone starts to hear this very strange whispering slurping noise within 30 feet of that. Not me. What does that sound like? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gross. So it's essentially uh, a void that is created there and it goes complete dark, uh, goes into complete darkness and it's incredibly cold. Any creature that starts its turn in that area takes 2d6 cold damage. 
and any creature that ends its turn in that area must make a deck saving throw or take 2d6 acid damage of <clears throat> milky otherworldly tentacles that rub against it. That milk, milk again. Yep. Milk. Milk. Yeah, I like this. Someone, <laughs> someone say milk? It does the tobacco milk. good. Yeah, so uh, no light, magical, or, or otherwise can illuminate the area, uh, and creatures fully within the area are blinded. Blinded. All right. Sounds good. Anything else you would like to do? Dip behind the wall because I don't feel like getting hit in the face. Okay. <laughs> you do that, and Tony, it's your turn. You are prone on the ground after uh, being flung across the room. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to look this thing straight in its face, the one right next to me. And I'm going to say, I'm about sick of these puffballs, and I'm going to uh, unsheathe my rapier, and in one smooth motion, just cut across its body with my rapier as my first attack. Very anime, very into it. Especially as cat people. Yes. And with all these tentacles around? Yep. 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 Uh, right there. Okay. We made it. A 16? Uh, Yeah, 16 hits. All right, so that will do, oh, great, four damage. And then uh, I'm going to cock my cross bolt again, uh, kind of flick my wrist to load a couple more bolts and point it directly in between the eyeballs. Kind of the amorphous holes where this thing's eyeballs are. Yeah, wherever you, where you think it is. They might be. 23 for the first one. That hits. For nine damage. And the final bolt, one more. 26. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's hard to, not to hit it point blank. I know. Poof, poof, poof. Four damage. Four more damage. As you shoot into it, parts of the wind just kind of break off and swirl away. And it's, it's looking pretty haggard. Oof, it's not dead yet. Okay. It's um, not quite dead yet. That one just appeared a little while ago. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, then my turn is finished. All right. Professor Shiny, you are prone on the ground after ha having been flung away by this creature. Cool, cool. I would like to use half my movement to stand up and then run back to this column. How far away am I from it? You're only about 15 okay, feet from so it. Okay, so I can move back to it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to move back to it, and now I'm going to break this fucking lock. I'm done. Sure. I'm over it. Uh, let's do it. Okay. Give me a sleight of hand check. 24. 17 plus 7. Let's go. Screw you, lock. After your <laughs> intense examination of this thing, knowing that it is no longer electrified, just in one deft movement, all of the lockpicks are back in your hand, and the door swings open without a sound. Would you like to grab the box? Hell yes, I would like to grab the box. You have <laughs> in your hands a one foot by one foot rosewood box that now that you can take kind of a, a minuscule of a moment to look at it has gorgeous feathers carved into all four of the sides. And the top of the box seems to be latched and locked with what looks like a fairly simple lock and has carved into it a stylized eye. This belongs in a museum. <laughs> I know, that's, well, that's what I'm saying in my head. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, but I would like to yell to all of you, I have the box. We should depart this place immediately. And uh, whatever movement I have left, I'm running towards the door. But that's clearly what I'm doing. <laughs> What's your total movement? Uh, so I have 35. Okay, so... So half, 15, 15, probably not yeah, any, but... You probably I'm making it, my but arms no. are in cartoon motion to run towards 
outside. Yep, you're with the you box. are ready to bolt, <laughs> and you've got the box. Your hat falls off at the last minute as you're sliding towards the door. I, yeah, exactly, but <laughs> I would actually like to use my bonus action to use my second wind uh, to recover some HP. Go for it. All right, so five HP I recover. Just a little bit of a buffer. I feel better about myself. Yeah, well, and you just in general feel better as you kind of tourniquet up a wound. Ironic, you see her grab the box. You are currently prone, still looking at one of these dust devils uh, lording over you. What would you like to do? How badly hurt is my uh, figurative or literal brother, uh, Tony? Uh, I've had some better days, that's for sure. (laughs) I have like a, a bandolier of health potions. I gestured to the bandolier. Okay. Are you are you just offering? Yeah, or do you like, like open I, a cloak? I, I, I like, proffer. Ah, you want a potion? Would you like some? <laughs> I'll let you hand him one as a as a free action. Yeah. If you're if you would like to actually feed your brother a health potion, that is an action. You want to buy some health potions? <laughs> Feeding yeah. my brother a health potion is very funny. But I uh, I do have one gimp gimp arm. So if you you know want to put it down my throat, I wouldn't be mad at you. D&D out of context, that's going somewhere. <laughs> Are any of my other siblings standing next to or near Dust Devils? Is anyone in danger right now? Nobody else is directly next to one except for the two of you. Eclipse and Ten Tongues are actually outside of the the secret room. They're in the main area of the house. Professor Shiny has just grabbed the box and is 20 feet away from an exit, but she does have to get past a Dust Devil. So it's pretty much just the two of you and this roiling mass of black inkiness in the back of the room which is slightly disturbing mm. i'm uh, i'm raging i set the bottle down in between us and i say figure it out comrade i turn around <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna force feed him at a rage <laughs> <laughs> i uh i get up and i'm going to attack i rolled a 24 in total oh yeah definitely hit all right first attack does seven points of damage all right. It it takes it and it it looks like half of its form kind of falls away and for a moment it has no bottom half and it <laughs> reforms. Second Oof. attack. Oh. Oh. oh no. no. What? There it was. The one of the yeah. day. double wow. ones. Yeah. Two of wow. them. Wow. On advantage. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, as as it reforms and you try to go for your second attack after a very <laughs> successful first attack, the wind kind of knocks your fist out of the way and it it doesn't do any damage and you don't really move, but it makes it makes your cat face move in that weird way, you know, when animals like stick their head out of the windows of cars <laughs> and their their cheeks flap in the breeze. And you kind of look ridiculous for a uh... moment. <laughs> The G force is pulling away. Yeah, <laughs> you 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 are embarrassed for a moment as you just look ridiculous. I do not like that. I'm not a dog. I'm not a dog. I attack a third time. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I got twenty in total. That hits. Ideal. Seven points of damage. Yeah, you are so embarrassed <laughs> and enraged that you just pound into this thing and now when you draw back after your hit it does not reform yes Yay! Victory. thank you ironic. thank you no one saw that except for the part where i killed it you saw that <laughs> you did not see the 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 flappy no 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 uh, 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 of course not you still have a little bit of movement i'm going to uh start making my way towards the front door then 
as you sidle your way around this other dust devil, you can get pretty much to the front door. Ten tongues, you watch as your brother destroys this thing, leaves you a health potion, and GTFOs. I join him in this quest of ours to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I will, um, I will use all of my movement and my double move to exit the <laughs> Just... house, and as I go, I replace my disguise so that everyone coming out thinks, ah, it is just the milkman who has come to the house. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you ignore the little vial of health potion that your brother left. You book it out of the house with your double movement. You're able to almost get to the front door because you have to kind of go around the giant pit trap, but it gives you a moment to to readjust yourself and and get outside. I'll pull back something like, I am so glad you enjoyed your milk. I will be back again soon. And I wink. I wink to the camera. <laughs> yes, good. Everybody believes you. And Tentons makes it out of the room. The, the cold damage kicks in for the one dust devil. So what's that damage? That is nine damage. Nice. If angry wind had a noise, and if I was a better DM, I would make that noise. But you hear an angry wind. It... <laughs> with a negative two to his intelligence, tries to move out of the darkness. You, you can't see where it goes, but it does not emerge from the darkness. The wind is like, ah! <laughs> you, you actually hear it butting up against the back of the, the room as though it's trying to go through the back walls. God damn it! Awesome. So it takes an additional 2d6 acid damage then. Oh, yes, because it, it, it had zero idea how to get out of this that thing. That's number eight damage. It makes all these angry noises... And then it doesn't make any noise anymore. Uh-huh. The one that's still visible in the room uh, is not smart enough to go after the quarry. It's going to go after the, the guy that just ran past it. It's going to swoop up to Ironic and it's going to try to whack you with fists. Uh, that would be a soft 20. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, remember, they have advantage on these attacks. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thank you. Well, the soft 20 is still going to be the high one. <laughs> you will take... It's 11 bludgeoning damage. Yes. The second attack is going to be a uh, 27, which I'm sure hits. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me check. I do. go for the AC 28 to back Don't assume. I, th- I think so, yeah. No, I think so. That is uh, 10 bludgeoning damage, also reduced. Uh, you guys hear a very familiar... And any creature that ends its turn, how much damage does it take? Uh, it needs to make a dexterity saving throw, and if it fails, then it's a 2d6 damage. Okay. Some creature none of you can see rolls a 16 on their dexterity saving throw. That does pass. Okay. You hear something appear, you can only assume it's another one of these things, and it's done. <laughs> Eclipse! This room sucks. <laughs> 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 You guys are so close, though. Come on. The Room of Annihilation. <laughs> the Room of Annihilation. <laughs> that is the name of the game. You know, I just thought of this day from, like, the the elementals point of view. Imagine just teleporting into a room, into existence, and you're just surrounded by tentacles and whispers and slurping noises as you enter a place. That's probably not, like, that weird if you're from the yeah. elemental plane, though. I mean, <laughs> oh, we got to do this again, yeah. man. <laughs> the weirder thing yeah. would be, like, seeing seeing humans at a party. Like, what the fuck is mm. that? Yeah. Different rooms, You guys are milk. playing Tomb of Annihilation. The elementals are playing a Call of Cthulhu game right now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Thank God, man, it's been eight hours. Let's end it. <laughs> Call of the material plane, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to look and see that all of the people are running out of the room. And I saw that the professor actually didn't ditch us, so thank you for that. And is running with the box. So I'm going to also continue to run out of the room. Uh, run out of the house. Okay. You're going to double move? Uh, yeah, since I was already out of the room, how far do we actually need to go? Oh, not very far. But I mean, you are very easily able to dodge out of the way of the one elemental that's left, get out of the room, get around the pit trap, and you're now by the front door getting ready to go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use my all action and everything to just get out of the house if I can. Okay, Tony. All right, so Tony is uh, Tony's still in the room, kind of like parallel with Professor Shiny. He is going to sprint as fast as he can towards the uh, exit of the room, um, firing crossbolt. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, just leaving me in here. No, go for it. Do it. No, I'm going to be firing <laughs> crossbow bolts as I run, just like poof, 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 poof. All right, go ahead and roll some attacks on this this one that you can see. All right. 16. Definitely hits. Roll damage. That's nine damage for the first one. Yeah, you don't even need to roll the second one. That first nice. one is right through its center chest. And since this is the last one that you can see and the others are the other one isn't really going to make it out of the Call of the Cthulhu game that it's in. Why don't you describe in gory detail the death of this creature? Oof, okay. I think the crossbow bolt, well, it can't get really lodged in an air elemental, um, but I think, like, it soars through wherever the center of its eyeballs are, and the wind kind of gets sucked back um, with the the force of this crossbow bolt that goes through it, and it just explodes in a wisp of smoke that um, floats across the room. Yep, a very cool breeze is let off as this thing out of existence. Unless you guys want to engage with the continual appearance of air elemental dust devil type things, I'm assuming at this point you all are going to... GTFO? Well, with my we are most definitely. Yeah, with my 500 gold, I believe I bought a bag of nopes that I would like to apply to the situation <laughs> and leave. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. I, nope. I would like to throw in, as everybody l kind of leaves, if the professor has a moment alone, is the box locked? As you are getting out, if you want to just kind of give it a quick jiggle, it does seem to be locked. Okay, how locked? <laughs> like something I could reset. Semi locked. Uh, that would take an investigation check. Oh, I will do that. You're meddling with powers you couldn't possibly imagine. Not meddling has never been my strong suit. As you guys exit the the room, you exit the pit trap room at the beginning of this house and get outside. Close the door behind you. You're back in the street. Only. A couple of minutes, really, since you entered uh, all suave and secure. And as you guys saunter down the street, if you would like to examine the lock, what was your investigation? Only an 11. It's locked. Until you try to pick it, like, you won't. You're not sure how. Yeah, how until you try is. to pick yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm like, mm, I don't think I could reset it. it it's fine. I won't mess with it. Comrade, you want me break? You want me break? Uh, no, 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 no. No, uh, no we must uh, preserve the... the uh, Sanctity of this. Mm. 
fuck. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he didn't want it damaged. Uh, in yes, my mind, yes. I'm like, how can I steal this back later? But whatever. Um, yes, while we're walking down the street, Lauren, what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying, as you're walking down the street, you're, you guys are very well acquainted with the casual walk of the person who hasn't done anything wrong. Don't don't look at me. Every day even though we're a gang of tabaxi. <laughs> Hey, I'm <laughs> walking here, as Tony likes to call it. <laughs> That's Tony. <laughs> Tony's actually going to look at his comrades, and he's going to say, Hey, listen, this box, this box, some crazy shit happened back there. You think we could get more than 300 gold for this somewhere else? <laughs> yes, I did wonder if we were going to address the weirdness. Absolutely <laughs> waiting for someone to give that cue. I think we should open to see what's in the box. I think well, if mm-hmm. only 300 gold for the box, it cannot be that valuable. Or if it is that valuable, then we should take it and sell it for ourselves. All right, I snatched the box from the professor and I'm attempt sorry. to open it. Are you sure you can? <laughs> no, no. Oh, I attempt <laughs> to oh, snatch yeah. the box. <laughs> as you reach for the box, and as you say this, Professor Shiny, having examined this box pretty closely and, and with your history skills, it's a very nice box. It's an intricately carved box. It's gorgeous. It's not old. It's not historical. It just looks like a really nice box. Mm-hmm. Damn, that is a nice box. <laughs> now, if you'd like to try to take it from her. Yeah. Oh, please. I most try definitely Try and roll would. against me, because I'm not going to let you take this box away from me. <laughs> I hate comrades. I hate it that every little thing of curiosity tears this group apart. <laughs> this happens all the time takes the me time. back to the ball of string we had to fetch last time <laughs> okay I'll say if you'd like to try to snatch it from her hands give me opposing dexterity checks are you ready for this okay. oh darn as one of you is trying to snatch it and the other is trying to basically hold it away oh I'm my gosh just- are you kidding oh, me what <laughs> It's, that's yes. just ridiculous I'm sorry uh, she's hacked the box. she is hacked roll 20 professor I would love to know exactly how you keep this box away from Tony um yes I, I'm holding it out in front of me pretty obviously so he probably thinks he can just reach in and take it and as he does it I go whoop whoop and I like drop the <laughs> drop the box uh, underneath and I boop him in the head obviously with my paw because he's a I fool. I might be dead if you do damage here. I'm just saying. What? No, I want you to be shamed, too. So I, like, boop you in the head and, like, Shame. kind of, like, kick you with my, my foot. And you have no idea where the box went. Professor, do you not have any desire to open the box? I do have a desire, but this one is not allowed to participate. He is clearly a bad student. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> um, while this is all going on, yeah, I'm like... All right, well, if you will allow me and me, since I was the one who retrieved the box, I would be quite inclined to open it before delivering it to our benefactor. One moment. We could just say it was open already when we found it. <laughs> right. We all know what they say about curiosity and cats. Ends well, I remember. From what I remember, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do not know the sayings of your people. If you'd like to try to open the box, I will need a uh, sleight of hand check. Oh, do you have these tools? I do. <laughs> All right. Oh, I do. Well, if we open box, we can then close box, and they will never know. I'm very talented. I can close this box. 
Is that how boxes work? I believe, well, it's a, it's a guess, to be honest. I want to roll well enough that I can reset the lock. If not, if I can't, if I can't roll that well, I don't want to destroy it. All right. Well, give me that roll. That would be a 24. As soon as you put the lock picks in, it's half a second. This is not an intricate lock at all. Mm -hmm. And clicks open without a problem. I want to know. What is it? (laughs) Okay. You flip open the top. It's hinged on the back. So the, the top actually just opens up very easily. And out from inside of the box, little white moth. That immediately, as soon as you open the bo- box, goes and starts to fly away. Uh-oh. Uh oh! The I don't understand. What just happened? I cast Magehand and I hold on to it. Yeah, grab it with Magehand. You go ahead and and cast Magehand. I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw. We unleash the literal butterfly effect upon the world. Oh, God. There's uh, no way we couldn't open the box, boys. Like, just level with me for one yeah. minute. There's no way. Uh, can, can I can I make a pitch, Lauren, and see if you'll go for it? Go for it. Can I use my charisma score, since it is a spell, and a charisma ability is my spellcasting modifier? Sure, but I'll I'll say the reason I'm asking for dexterity is because it's less about trying to grab this thing out of the air and more it's it is a very delicate little white moth. It's just one of those little ones. I want to see if you can grab it without, say, pulling off a wing. Okay, cool. But if you would like to use charisma, oh God, so I will keep that in mind. Yeah, I would say like um it would be my control over the mage hand rather than my own hands. But sure, uh, cool. I will go that. I I'll take that. Go for it. Well, shit. That's a ten. Your mage hand in a fit of, oh god, moth! Grabs it, grabs a wing, pulls it back, and the body of the moth goes onto the ground as your mage hand is holding one of its delicate little wings. Uh, The other wing is still attached to the moth as it does that weird thing when things only have one wing and they... on the Don't worry, guys. I stopped it. Oh my god, guys! There, there was a moth in our box of treasure. <laughs> it ate that it sucks. all. I hope it wasn't claw. Comrades, it ate it all. Do I have gorilla glue? Is there gorilla glue in the explorers pack? <laughs> hey, you know our benefactor was stealing this. They have no idea what this thing was supposed to represent. That's fair. <laughs> Unity amongst our nation. I would like to uh, make a, a deception roll to carve out this like sheet of foam, I assume was in the inside, or something. A sheet of foam, like to make it look like this was a biological... Oh, hey, look, it's one of those pretty... <laughs> biological <moths> disaster. <laughs> in, in a case. You know what I mean. Well, the inside of this box is is just a wooden inside of the box. There's nothing Whoa. else on the inside. It looks like this moth that flew out was it. Well, so unless you have uh, a piece of foam and want to g- want to start carving a moth around here, uh, I get out. So. Yeah, I get out one of my health potions and with a, a claw, I just a tiny <laughs> little drop, oh, a tiny a little drop, and I get down on my hands and knees. Just I say, little injection, little moth, please drink. <laughs> Drink, comrade, please! Please! Wait, wait, wait! We killed Brother, it! I know, how to, I know how to feed him! Place it into my other, and I will... And he can suckle from me. Oh Gross, God. but okay! We try everything! Here are the rails. We're way over here. 
<laughs> the expression was wrong. Curiosity is killing us. I love all this. <laughs> Give me an animal handling check. She's going to let you cure this mouth with a freaking udder. God, please I do. Got... <laughs> I flop it in. I got 15. <laughs> okay, you pour a little bit of the health potion into the palm of your hand, gently pick up this dying moth on the ground and place it, and, and somehow through the two of you, your coercion, you get this moth to drink some of the health potion, and you see the the tear on the side of its body where the wing once was, which is now being held by a mage hand in the air, uh, very quickly heals up. And this this moth will survive with one wing, but will survive. Put it back like in the box. Put it back in the box now. We're gonna put it back in the box. It can't uh, fly away anymore. Close the box. Never open the box again. <laughs> All right, you place the one winged moth back into the box. What are you doing with the the loose wing? I'm apologizing profusely. Just throw it back in there, I guess. I don't Stitch know. it back on. Now we should throw it back in there, like damaged goods. You know, throw it in there. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Turbulence. I'm not very good at arcana, but I would love to do an arcana check on it. Um, the moth or the wing? The wing, but I, I no, I don't want to. I have a plus zero. But. Well, here is the thing: the the client said they want the box unharmed, and the box yeah. is unharmed. Box is totally unharmed. Moth is screwed, but slightly harmed. Dark comrade, I'm sure that is the distinction they will make. Yes, yes. No, I would always love to ride on my high uh, check to open that box to be able to reset the lock. Okay, so we're putting the wing back in with the the nicely (laughs) healed moth. Why not? We don't want to throw it away. It wasn't our fault. Thanks to your high check. There's no evidence that this lock was opened. I am going to need another sleight of hand check to relock it. Sure, sure. But like, here, Moth, have an arm. Uh, Bard, can you inspire? I can. I will inspire you by all that is holy. Okay. Me, I feel like me and this Moth have a connection. Yeah. Being <laughs> I feel like, yes, I feel like little Moth is inspiring me to inspire you with his story. Uh, this will be a great tale. <laughs> All right. Then the first one was a 19 plus a plus a seven. So that's higher. Hey. 26. Nice. Okay. I, I honestly, I never use roll 20 to roll dice, but <laughs> it has been very often. good to me. Um, <laughs> it you has. see it. I'm not making this up. This is ridiculous. I don't think you've rolled anything under like a 15. I got one natural one. You close the box and you use your thieves tools and very deftly lock it. And you're, you're pretty sure that it would have to be a master locksmith to know that this thing had been opened up at all. I don't think Missoula uh, quite is that, so I feel pretty secure. Is there anything else you guys would like to do with this box and its precious cargo? Hell no. God, no. (laughs) We've been through it all. God. (laughs) All right, you guys make your way back to the tavern uh, for the meeting that the, the next morning you are anticipate. You're anticipating with Great amounts of gold. And as the sun rises and you head for your normal backroom office and open the door to present your finding, you don't find Mizuo. Uh, you find a robed figure sitting at the table. The robed figure, big, huge, dark cloak, the hood pulled forward. You can't see anything about this figure. And this figure says, excellent. You have brought what I've asked for. I don't think he's the guy. Yeah, I don't remember this. The figure reaches a hand into a pocket and puts a big 
satchel of money that clinks onto the table. Yeah, it and might be the you guy. Do... Yeah, I think he's the guy. My udders shoot up. <laughs> yeah, it, it clinks open and falls open. You can see that there is golden. And the figure says, I am. Do you have the ba? Da. We do. Da. It is here. But gold first. Hand it to my friends. I look at the two brothers. We're all brothers. My ladder tail goes out. <laughs> the figure <laughs> picks up the bag and tosses it to your side of the table and continues to just sit there on the opposite side of the table waiting. I count the gold. Yes. There is <laughs> the full 300 <laughs> promised in there. Equal distribution of wealth. Give you a, give you a, a thumbs up to everybody here. I give a thumbs up back. While he's counting, I'm going to ask, um, so what's so special about the box for you? Uh, if you give it to me, I will show you. <laughs> no uh, need for that. No need for that. <laughs> we totally hadn't seen anything in the box yet, so- I'm uh, going to cast Suggestion, who? and I'm going to suggest it's probably better if you open the box in a couple of hours. Uh, what's the saving throw on that? Let's see. It is a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom, okay. And what's your DC? Uh, 15. The creature, the hood turns towards you and says, That would defeat the purpose. Please. The box. I'm just afraid of surprises. I'm sorry. Uh, Tony nudges the professor in the side with his with his good elbow a couple times. What like, does that hey, mean? Give a give him give the, the box. box. Okay, okay, give him the okay, box. okay. I uh, fine. I I look at everyone and, and whisper silently. I'm sorry, and then I put down the box <laughs> on the table, <laughs> and I back away a little bit. The hand reaches back out and pulls the box in close. And now now that it's grabbed this box and kind of extended all the way out, you can see this isn't a human hand, an elf hand. It's not even a shabaxi hand. It's the clawed hand of an Aarakocra. <laughs> uh, but it looks gray. This figure pulls the box back and produces with her other hand a key and puts it into the box. And you hear a as it opens up and it opens the box and okay bye now as it leans forward and looks inside you can see the the hooked beak of an aracocra as it looks down into the interior and sees this very healthy but unable to fly moth <laughs> and the wing and there's a, a moment of silence and it looks back up and pulls back the hood and you can see now the face of this aracocra she is obviously afflicted with something most of the feathers on the top of her head are either gray or gone and you can see bare skin where normally there would be a crest of feathers the beak is black and has a couple of of chunks almost missing from it and sad eyes look up at you and say you are Curious, I assume. We were, but the box was locked. I don't know what you're talking about. I pocket the 300 gold. We would obviously be curious about a box we could not open. Perhaps you could enlighten us. What is this? We were not expecting a moth in here. This is very strange. This is such a surprise. Oh, wow. A moth. <laughs> 
the Aarakocra reaches down and with one claw picks up the moth that only has the one wing left on it and says, The 300 gold were for an unopened box because I need people that I can trust to follow instructions. And she holds up the moth, one wing, and says, But I see that there was enough curiosity to override my instructions. And then there's a... And she snatches the moth out of her hand and eats it, as birds are meant to do, and stands. And now that she's standing, the cloak kind of falls away a little bit, and you can see a little bit more of her form. She'd been sitting intentionally to kind of hide her features. It looks like her legs are completely bare. There is a wing that's poking out of the back of this cloak that obviously was was made for her. It's got slots in it. And one of the wings isn't quite sitting correctly on the back of her body. And most of the feathers are gone. It's just this sickly mat of gray skin. And she says, I do not have the time left to argue, but if you are interested in more, and if you think that you could abate your curiosity, come and see me. Clarsana may have one last job for you. Uh, You've got kind of freaky skin, but uh, I like your style. And as she walks out, leaving the 300 gold behind and leaving you to wonder what exactly she wanted and what exactly she might want in the future, that's where we'll end. Wow. As curiosity kind of killed the keys. Yeah. Curiosity no. killed the contract. Whose idea was that? That was Kill totally the professor's idea. Boom. Totally his idea. Yeah, the professor. Yeah, I didn't. I was just trying to snatch it from you to keep it safe. You know what I'm saying? No, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we totally end this, let me ask really quickly if you guys uh, would like to plug your individual shows. I guess we'll start with uh, Will. Where can we find you and where can we find what you do? Uh, Yeah, no, first of all, thank you for the game. This was fantastic fun. It was a a pleasure and an honor to play with all of you guys. And uh, the the twists and turns, pitfalls and kitty tales were all fantastic fun. Um, but yeah, I run a show called Encounter Roleplay. We've got a couple of podcasts on it. Uh, specifically, I run and DM the Turn Cloaks podcast, which is out on iTunes. We're also part of the uh, podcast of Annihilation. We've got a couple of episodes coming out, uh, although in a bit of a, a bit of a darker theme to uh, tonight's uh, festivities. <laughs> so um, if you like a bit more uh, a, a gritty drama, I suppose, then that's a place to find us uh, at Encounter RP on Twitter or at Turn Cloaks Pod. Uh, and I also live stream every day at Dungeons and Dragons, so you can find us pretty much anywhere: Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Live Jasmine, you name it. Thank you again, <laughs> a lot of fun. Adam. How about you? Where can we find you? Typically, you can find me at D and D is for Nerds, but uh, as a whole, our network is called Sans Pants Radio. We we do a bunch of different things, but yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is my passion, so it's the one you'll always find me on. We're also doing, I wouldn't say a dark. Um, a dark podcast of Annihilation uh, thing is uh, more of a dark comedy uh, called Apocalypse Now that'll be coming out, uh, I imagine, around the same time this does. So uh, watch out for that. Uh, thank you very much. 
And a special thanks to the two of, of you because you guys are in some wonky time zones than oh, the rest yeah. of us. So I really, yes. we really appreciate you guys joining us. That's why I couldn't do the accent properly. That's why. Yeah. I'm- <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> all right, Celeste, where can we find you and all of your fun stuff? Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. So you can typically find me if you want to follow me personally at C. Conowich on Twitter, but you shouldn't go there. You should go to our Venture Maidens podcast. Check it out. We have our website, www.theventuremaidens.com. You can find links there. We live stream every other week on Wednesdays, so you can check us recording episodes. And on top of that, we're on iTunes, Spreaker, you know, wherever you can find podcasts. Super active on social media, Instagram, everywhere. Find us. We we would love to talk to you. And on top of that, uh, yeah, also you will be seeing our episodes too as part of the uh, Podcast of Annihilation. We we tread an interesting line between uh, comedy and tragedy, as is our Venture Maidens brand. So go <laughs> ahead and uh, check that out. Thanks, everyone. Awesome playing with you, Lauren. This was awesome. Oh, thank you. Josh, it's your turn. Pimp your stuff. I, I shall do the pimping. Uh, again, Lauren, thank you very much <laughs> for doing this. This was, uh, this was fantastic. So I am part of Taking Initiative. You can find us on Twitter at TI underscore pod. The current line we're doing now is called Barovian Rhapsody. It's in the middle of the Curse of Strahd module. Uh, it's uh, dark towards story stuff, but we can help just uh, joking and making fun of each other the entire time. Me personally, you can find me at Xyroxis the Beard. That's at X I R O X I S the Beard. Uh, you can find, you know, I'll be talking about that along with the other podcasts that do the Once Future Nerd. And for the Podcast of Annihilation event, we thankfully had Adam and Joel from D&D is for Nerds and Sage from the Venture Maidens join us uh, for a lovely, lovely time. So if you enjoyed Adam being a tabaxi, just imagine him, but another one of him being brothers in a (laughs) hilarious fit of insanity. (laughs) Excellent. And last but not least. Joe, where can we find you and your podcast? Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, thanks again, Lauren. This was an awesome amount of fun. I really enjoyed it, um, especially hanging out with all of you DMs, too. You can find us. I run a podcast called You Meet in a Tavern. You can find us on all social media platforms at YMIA Tavern. And someone actually just pointed out to me today that that sounds like a building that's having an identity crisis. Why am I a tavern? <laughs> Why am I? <laughs> I guess that's an easy thing to remember. Why am I a tavern? That's our uh, that's our handle. You can find me personally at um, Joe the DM on Twitter. Um, and yeah, we're really excited to release our episode. We had Brittany from Venture Maidens and Will on our podcast um, for uh, for this. Uh, awesome thing that we're doing so be sure to check that out and uh yeah check us out on on any social media any podcast apps that you might have and i have been lauren your humble dm you can find me on twitter at oboe crazy but i am of course the dm of dungeon drunks which put dungeon drunks into your social media of choice (laughs) and you can find us at dungeon drunks www.dungeondrunks all that fun stuff our podcast of Annihilation game included Nassim from Venture Maidens. Apparently all the Venture Maidens got out to a whole bunch of podcasts and she was Hello. fantastic. <laughs> we did it on purpose. <laughs> it was wonderful and we had a ton of fun and it was both an honor and totally scary to DM for a bunch of experienced DMs. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
And now I guess we're going to have an outro from Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, we and are. Uh, Here it goes. Yay. Here it is. Insert wow. outro. You should buy La Tomb of Annihilation today. Buy this thing. We like should just have Will this. do it. That's a fantastic <laughs> voice. Yay, Yay Wizards. Da, da. Hi, I'm Greg Tito. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>